And welcome, boys and girls, to the One Shot Podcast. We are joined today by my spirit animal, <laughs> contemporary artist Michael Shellis. Michael, what's going on, man? How you doing? Thanks Good, for having man. me on. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming. So tell us the story, Ben, why Michael's on. I, w- I was just going to say why he's my spirit animal, animal is because in an alternative life, you know, where, you know, I could maybe do it over again, mm-hmm. or maybe if I could live two lives at one time, I would have pursued art. Really? Yeah, so this the theme of this episode is regrets. That's right. <laughs> That's what <laughs> what is it? No regrets? <laughs> yeah. No yeah. regards? <laughs> no, but I, I mean, art, I think, other than sports, art was like the first thing that I gravitated towards as a kid. Really? And just love, I mean, for hours, I would sit there and draw and paint, not paint, more just drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never thought or contemplated Hey, this could be a career, or I could do something with this. It was Me just neither, for fun. Honestly. Yeah, it was just for fun, and so that's why I'm excited to have you on, uh, because you've turned that hobby I'm sure you had as a kid mm-hmm. to a full time job, passion, dream, etc. Uh, so we're gonna dive into that. But the reason we met, or how we met, um, is actually the bright side of social media. Mm-hmm. I was actually scrolling through Instagram a couple weeks ago. Uh, a buddy of mine posted this badass Kobe Bryant painting. And it was really unique, yeah. really cool. It wasn't your typical, just, you know, standard picture painting. I was like, that's really cool. And he tagged the artist underneath. And come to find out, it was, it was Michael, it was you. And so I went in, I looked at your page. I was like, man, this guy, I don't know what, who he is. I don't know, you know, anything about him, but we've got to talk to him. Mm-hmm. We've got to have him on the podcast. Well, thank you because, for reaching out. Oh, was, absolutely. That was amazing. Yeah, absolutely, man. So we're excited to get into your story because, again, I think when we started this podcast a couple years ago, we really wanted it. We're just fascinated by people. Yeah. We're fascinated by how people make a living for themselves and what do they pursue and why do they do that? And so mm-hmm. for you, that's what I'm super interested in. Mm-hmm. Again, it's such a fun world that we don't think can, you know, provide a life for somebody necessarily. And so that's what I'm excited to, uh, to dig in. Tyler, do you have any uh, agenda here? No, I just, think, just I think this that, myself? no, no, no. Well, when you, <laughs> when you finally shut up, then maybe I can input some conversation, but, uh, no, but I, I think, I think Michael's journey and story, it's, it's exactly why we started this. Like you said, right. Um, what are you doing to take advantage of the time that you have on this planet and, and what impact are you making? Yeah. Um, and, and, taking risks, betting on yourself, like mm-hmm. doing something, not following just the standard protocol, yeah. go to school, get a job, do those things, like really finding something that that um, that gets you excited in the morning. And that's what I think everybody looks for, but never really looks inside to find what it is that they want. Everyone looks in social media. Everybody looks like, oh. What should I want? Yeah. Not what yeah. do I want? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that that looks like they're happy. Like, maybe I should do that. Yeah. Or maybe I should. Well, it's like really taking an inward look at yourself and like, what what is, what is it that like mm-hmm. gets me excited? What what are my giftings? What are my talents? What's the potential within that? You know, and like aligning all those and like going and just betting on yourself. Yeah. 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 I feel like it it's getting a, seems to be getting a little more attention these days about follow your passion, do what you love. Maybe it's always been a thing. I don't know. It just feels no, like, I feel maybe. like it's no, definitely it's since social media yeah, and right. like the, the, the birth of the influencer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like even down to like Lady Gaga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like so, that whole like be yourself empowerment <laughs> thing. Yeah. Right. It's cheesy, but it's also like, yeah, it's a good point. You yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. Right. And like these influencers you're talking about, right? Like they're saying all the right things. Do they actually live it or is it really true in their lives? 
I don't know. Yeah. But I think some of the things that are being said out there are true. And to your point, that's shifted, right? Whereas like our parents and before, I feel like it was, okay, you, as soon as you're of age, you got to go get a job and you got to provide. That's it. Doesn't yeah. matter what it is. You just have to provide. Yeah. Like that's your job. And that's why we had like men that were in jobs, the same job or the same company for 50 plus years. Now you see people like, all right, I'm getting into finance. And then they realize, no, I actually want to be a zookeeper. And then they go like, be a zookeeper. I mean, random stuff. Like you yeah. see that all the time. These like career changes. Like we, we had Rocky Garzo as a guy that like we had on, like he went like traditional, like corporate route. And he's like, man, I hate this. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to, I just want to teach people to find out who they are inside, like and coach people yeah. to like really look inwardly and like coach th that. And that's his, now it's his profession is like, he helps coach people. Yeah. And, and I get the message, you know, I'm a father of, I've got two boys and a third one on the way. Um, and maybe by the time this comes out, our third one will be here, but I, I get the message. You, you want to protect your kids, right? Yeah. That's your number one goal yeah. as a parent. I want to yeah. protect my kids. And what's the safest most foolproof way to protect your kids, you think, is Security. go get a secure job, yeah. right? Go work the nine to five. You may not love it, but you can find aspects about it that you like, which again, I'm all for. And, and you know, I'm all for finding the best in the situation. But mm. 2023, modern times, it seems like, has brought about new opportunity to pursue things that maybe weren't safe or maybe aren't regarded as safe. Mm. But or now, weren't even a thing back then. Or weren't even a thing. Like, right. There's so many of. You know, my, my cousin uh, is a, he sells courses for this guy online mm -hmm. and you can make a lot of money from your bedroom, just selling courses <laughs> or, you know, being the guy who's creating the courses mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, Colby back there, he, he has a online business where he sells, um, I don't know how I'm going to butcher it, but like Etsy store, digital products. Yeah. And he just like has NFT money trickling in stuff. Like okay, how so, random. Yeah. Some yeah, dude so like, in great yeah, Images that you ladies. use to like, yeah. And he, he's got money <laughs> trickling in all day while yeah. he's just sitting with me, you know, doing art yes. stuff. Yes. Like, that is stuff that was never, ever a thing no. even yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. Right? So I feel like, you know, as, to be an artist and to be somewhat successful as an artist, mm -hmm. Instagram is the biggest. I saw that. Yeah. And you see my Instagram. It's not like, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm doing from this point of view. Yeah. It's here's what I'm doing from that point of yeah. view. Yeah. Because I use it as a tool of yes. like, you can see what I'm doing all day. I'm on, I'm on your mind constantly all day. Cause I'm yeah. always posting about what I'm doing, Yeah, but it's not the me show it yeah. is, but it's not yeah. the me show. You know yes. what I'm saying? Totally. Yeah. And I've always wanted what I do to speak for me, not what I say to speak for me. So if say I'm, that again, say that again for the people in the back. Yeah. I want people to do what I, I, I want people <laughs> to do what I say. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I want people to see what I'm doing to speak for me, not yeah. what I'm saying I'm going to do to speak for yes. me. Yes. Um, I, I had a little bit of that, you know, uh, early 20s where I was like, man, I'm going to do this. Man, I'm going to do this. Gonna, And then I started seeing all my friends around me, not all, but like a few friends say the same thing. And I realized, y'all never do doesn't mean in the middle of that thought I thought I never do anything mm. y'all are always saying you're about to open this yeah. you're about to do this yeah. but it never happens and yeah. then I realized I was the one also doing that so yeah. I started doing what I was gonna say I was gonna do yeah and uh it's like a pretty simple plan it, it is but <laughs> there's this thing called say. resistance that I've been hearing <laughs> yeah. about where you know I'm sitting on my couch and I'm like I guess I'll go get Chipotle before I get started. I eat Chipotle and I'm like, you know what? I'll find a good YouTube video so then I can have that going while I'm painting. Yeah. Oh, you know what? While I'm watching YouTube, I should definitely order this stuff on Amazon because I need to make sure. 
and it's 3 p.m. and I haven't even touched a paintbrush. That resistance, if you can just be like, no, and cut out all of the Chipotle on, you just go start working. That's what I feel like pushes the actual boundary of being able to live as an artist and not just be like, there's so many people who want to look like an artist and use the work as like a tool to their lifestyle instead of the lifestyle being the tool to right. their work. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What is that resistance? I know we're going to get to your store, but procrastination, let's, let's, yeah. ADD. Mm, Why does it feel so good? Cause I'm with you. I don't know. I'm, I'm right there with you. It's good. So that whole snowstorm we just had or the freeze mm-hmm. like four days about a month ago or something, I was at my studio that whole time and my truck was locked or my truck was in grapevine. I was like stuck there. And for the four days, you would have thought, man, I could just paint all day. And I didn't touch the paintbrush. Yeah. I just, because it was the only thing I should do, I was like, no. So sure. I just cooked a bunch of food, <laughs> and I didn't even touch the Xbox. I just kind of, like, chilled for four yeah. days. Yeah. It was great. What do, you, what do you think that resistance is, Tyler? Why do we do that? I'm sure, I know there's a scientific reason. No, I'm no, sure no, it's no, in I the dopamine book. Like, but. Do, I literally, I go through this every year with taxes. Every single year, like I know, I got to get my accountant all the all the information, and every single time it's like, all right, I've got three hours that I can like plug away at this. You know what? I'm gonna go do some yard work, or I'm gonna go figure something out. Like you, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like I, I know what you. It's me, and I, it's always like I got to do something else, or I got to do something else, or I got to do something else. When it's like, how good does it feel when you do what you're supposed to do and you get it done? Mm-hmm. And I don't understand that. I was that way with schoolwork. It was like. All right, I know I got a paper coming up in like two weeks, so I'll start it in a week and a half. Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It was like that was that was like me, um, but it's it's funny. It's it's things that things that I like love doing. I really truly like will do right. And then there's things that it's like all right, I have to do them, or there's an obligation to do them. I just like mm-hmm. push back on it. Yeah, yeah. but no, I'm with you. I'm with you. So let's dig in your story a little bit, Michael. Yeah. And bef- we'll ask you at the end, but your Instagram handle is what again? At Michael Shellis. S H E L L I S. Got it. All right. We'll plug that in at the end. But yeah, Thank you got to go follow him because it's uh, he's doing some really cool, creative, eye stimulating projects. Dude, that's what I say. I want to have an, <laughs> an aquarium for your eyes. It like staring at your painting. You know, it is what it is. People buy paintings because they want to stare at it with their friend with a glass of wine. So, yeah, I had the artist actually commission. I commissioned the artist to say this and this. But whenever they're doing that, I want to, like, mess with the owner and be like, there's pieces in there you've never even seen until I point it out to you. And by that, I just layer a bunch of images. So then I'll I'll show you, like, you know, there's a whole – your name is in the background. It's been there for a month, and you haven't seen it. Now I show you, you can't unsee it. Yes. Things like that through painting, and, like, almost like you're crossing your eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, What what were the iBooks? What was the – Oh, we were uh, talking about that the other day. Yeah, what um, are those called? The illusion books. Yeah. You know which ones I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. I don't know what to call it. They yeah. have the patterns, and you've yes. got to be able to see the picture yes. behind it. Yeah. 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 And that, Never was good at that. That was little me in the library. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what stuck out to me about you. It's not like you're painting a seascape or, yeah. a, you know, a mountain, a pretty sunset and a mountain, which are great. I love those. Mm. But to your, to your point, you're putting layers and layers, and there's, I think you're working on one. It's like a, is it a Porsche painting? I'm working on a lot of cars right now. It's all yeah. commissions. Uh-huh. I have like, Five Ferrari commissions. Yeah, like Ferrari, that's what it is. And you keep, in, in different posts, you keep putting different, it's like, it's been like a week now. Or, or I'm actually how, delivering it tonight. He yeah. wants me to go present it to this guy. His name is 
Um, his actual name is Michael Jackson, but he's not <laughs> Michael Jackson. The Michael Jackson. Um, but he loves Kiss the band and uh -huh. loves his Ferrari. Yeah. So the guy was like, it's a birthday present. It's a big surprise. And uh, he goes, can you like combine Kiss and Ferrari? So we were standing in the kitchen and Colby actually goes, why don't you write Kiss me in the Ferrari above it? And I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> so little things like that. Just, yes. dude, that's Well, cool. at first, like you were, you did a, because you cut it off. You keep going in segments of, you know unveiling more and more of what you're doing mm -hmm. and at first like that's cool but i mean that's nothing crazy and then it just keeps getting crazier exactly. and crazier every yeah. time yeah yeah don't take it for the first story ever right it's ever gonna, by yeah. the end of the stories yeah. you'll see keep following is, is the, don't don't unfollow so anyway do want to dig into that a little bit more about you know art as as a skill art as a profession but how did you even get into it were you always an artist growing up i'm yeah. assuming has it always been a skill you've had yeah i've since i can remember i've had an art studio in my in my bedroom, in my game room, my parents were like, I think my parents are the biggest reason that I'm able to have a successful career today mm. because they fostered it. And they never, mm. all all of their friends, I remember like sitting in the table and being like, I'm right here. And they're like, that boy's too crazy. You need to put him on Ritalin and you need to, why are you letting him paint the walls? And my dad was like, we'll just repaint it when we leave. It's like 40 bucks at Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> so they gave me the whole game room. I had like an 1,800 square foot bedroom. I had a, a music, every instrument you could think of. Um, I play pretty much everything on stage plus saxophone. So I had a whole band thing, a gym, two beds, a hammock, a kitchen, a living room, and Jeez. an art studio in my bedroom in high school. So it fostered Dang. this creativity of just like everything. Yeah. Um, but from, so my biggest, I guess, like testimony line in the sand of whenever I decided like, oh no, I should figured my life out. <laughs> I was a, I was a senior in high school, I was six weeks into it. And I had been at that school for 13 years since, uh, kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I went TPing in a toilet paper. Oh yeah. yeah. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. It's a really long story. <laughs> maybe next time. Yeah. But, uh, to sum it up, I TP'd a disgruntled ex employee of my dad's company and we had caught him in a, uh, FEMA contract lying and stealing from the government. And so there was really bad blood there. Yeah. And for some reason in my genius, you know, 18 year old head, I was like, let's TP her. Well, I mean, in your defense, 18 year olds know everything. <laughs> yeah. And for sure. they never miss the mark. So it was probably the right decision in my mind. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so we, we did the deed. Uh, this was like that moment in your life where you realize like that one thing forever butterfly affected my entire life. Of I had my carabiner on my keys, you know, and I went to clip it, you know, in high school. I'm a little like emo band kid. I, of course, I have skinny jeans and a carabiner. Um, Is there a chain on the carabiner? No, too? no chain. No I wasn't okay. like that. Okay. Oh, I was a chain. cool kid. Okay. No. All right. Uh, no. no hot topic. Yeah. <laughs> what about the puka shells? Yeah, was I was a big puka I did have some puka shells. Yeah. Yeah. Spite hair. Dude, I had beautiful hair. I yeah. miss it. Every morning I wake up and I think, where'd it go? Yeah, if you're not watching, he's he's bald today. So he used to, but he used to have a luscious head of lettuce yeah. for sure. Uh, but no, I, I went to Carabiner and I dropped my keys, went back to pick up my keys and got caught. Mm. Long story short, they went after my dad through me, let the other three go. I went to jail. They tried to get me in jail for six months for criminal mischief. They Their daughter was uh, a drug addict and not drug addict, but party too hard. Yeah and ended up having like an OD. So they pinned it and said she was trying to commit suicide from mental anguish from the bullying. And I'm like, oh my from teeping? It was all because of, Did to get back at my dad. Yeah. So all of that, I got expelled from my high school because I was a private strict mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, that was like, at the time, was devastating because I was like, Mr. High School, all the friends, like nothing. Mm. I, instead of, and this was like, looking back, I feel like this is where God intervened in my life in the biggest way. Because instead of doing what I was supposed to do, like go off the rails and party and blah, 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 I ended up um, going into Fellowship Church and just got mm. like stuck in there for yeah. about five years. And that's where I learned all about production on how to become a, you know, a creative and, and for the first time being from such a crazy like school that would, I would literally get paddled like with a big old frat paddle <laughs> if I drew on my arms because they really? said it was tattoos and tattoos are sin. But, um, wow. yeah, it, it was, it was pretty bad. So that church was the first time ever other than my parents that they were like, great, run with it, do what you want, be yourself, blah, blah, blah. And I was able to, uh, you know, just flesh out my creativity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From there, you know, the whole time I was working for my dad, he's a commercial roofing company and just babysitting jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of wondering, like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And, you know, praying. But it's funny, I was actually trying to be an actor for like oh, wow. five years, six years. I was in school, uh, did pretty well at the school, I was signed with Kim Dawson in Dallas. And it's funny that there's something, I can't remember the verse, but says God will know like the intimate uh, intimacy of your heart or the intimate wants and earns and desires. Mm. I, guess, I can't remember the verse, but layman's terms. Yeah. I'll find and, it. I'll find it. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm um, but, uh, you know, I wanted to be an actor and I never told anybody this, but I wanted to be an actor so I could make a lot of money so I could paint all day because I never <laughs> thought you could paint all day. Right. And mm. you see these people in galleries and stuff. And I always thought like, well, they're just like, you know, established. Yeah. And I had this, like, click in my head one day when I was about 21. Well, somebody's going to be the next established person in, a ne- in 40 years. Yeah. Why don't I be that guy that's, oh, well, they're just established. Yeah. So, you know, my dad raised me door knocking for roofs and stuff, so I've never had a problem just walking in and be like, hi. I door knocked pretty much every gallery in Dallas and got all no's except for one. <laughs> and it wasn't even a gallery. It was like a – it's kind of a gallery, but um, Stephen Griffin – He's amazing. Griffin Trading Co. Gave me my first shot. Uh, I ended up selling like five pieces of a collection I did, and that gave me like a trickle. Um, And then that turned into a few different women, Jan Miller in Dallas and Veronica Birkenstock in Frisco. Both of them like took me and said, go. They threw me these awesome art shows, art parties in their homes, and invited all their friends. And that gave me like a big chunk of money to live for six months. Yep. And at the time, I was living with my parents. So I was big chunks of money. And at the beginning, I was like, boys, let's go to Vegas. And I upgraded my friend's room to the suite. And uh-huh. Your typical <laughs> yeah. 21-year-old with a yeah, lot right. of money. Right. Uh, Only then I started. person that knows more than an 18-year-old is a 21-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> with lots of money. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I started wising up and uh, ended up saving and buying a house at 24. And then that turned into me working out in my garage uh, as a tax write-off for the last six years uh-huh. and then this past year almost a year ago this weekish, um i opened my art studio in dallas oh. so i have like a big open beautiful warehouse finally because i've been like stuck in this two-car garage for six years um but yeah that was it and i think what you said earlier just hits home on it of um bet on yourself because what's the worst that can happen yeah you have to go get a job okay yeah. well at least you tried yeah you yeah know? All right, I want to take a quick minute to talk about our partner, Choctaw Casino and Resort. Uh, we are really, really humbled uh, and grateful to be a partner for them. If you've listened to the show for any amount of time, 
you've heard how great the resort is there, how great the casino is, the new expansion. They've doubled in size, 3,000 new slots. They've got unbelievable sports bar. They've got unbelievable restaurants, unbelievable movie theaters, arcades for kids. It is endless, the things that they've not only improved but added. Um, but it's just an the, the experience that they provide is second to none. Choctaw Nation has done an incredible job with the community, with philanthropy, with support. Um, they have just done incredible things. So we are extremely humbled and grateful to partner with Choctaw Casino and Resort. Make sure, I know you know it, but it's just a short drive of 75. Go check them out. And now back to the episode. Yeah. A couple places my mind goes breaking that down, which that was awesome. That was an awesome run through of your story. I think the first place my mind goes is to your parents and them mm -hmm. cultivating mm -hmm. this desire of yours. Were they artists at all? Did they know no. anything about art? No, my mom was a hairstylist and my dad is a commercial uh, roofer but from London. Yeah. Talk about betting on yourself. Dude moved here when he was 22 mm. or 23. Met my mom in the airport in DFW <laughs> airport. Like when he moved here? Well, he was coming here for a vacation with a buddy. Oh. Met my mom in the airport. They fell in love. He went back to London, sold everything he had, came back here and started a roofing company. And that was in 1990. And then had me wow. two years later. Dang. Oh. It just like, sure, let's go for Do it. it. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's what's so crazy to me. Like we, and the whole thing of like, just start, just get going. Like forget Chipotle, just get going. Like we think that these, these careers and, you know, these big, huge projects or accomplishments, like Oh, they're just more like gifted or they're, they're just, they have something different or somebody handed it to them. There's always some reason why they got to it. No, they just started. Yeah. Like yeah. they just started. Like it, you don't have to be the smartest person. You don't have to be the most intelligent. Like you don't, oh, you don't need a business plan. <laughs> you don't need a business plan. You don't have to have the most money. You don't have to have all these things. Like you just have to start. Mm -hmm. And like, like you said, bet on yourself and, mm -hmm. and like your dad, it's like, you know what? I'm gonna sell it. Let's go. I'm yeah. going to go. I'll figure something out. I'll do something there. And you do, but you just have to start. Yeah, you may have to start small. Yeah, you may have to, like, make some sacrifices on the front end, like, mm -hmm. you know, not upgrade your buddy's suite at Vegas. But, like, well, I like, so whoa, badly whoa, whoa, want a 1969 Mustang. <laughs> yeah, no, but, like, you know, yeah. I want the Mustang 1969 yeah. 350 SS, mm -hmm. like, you know, some bad mm -hmm. muscle cars or something fun. But every time I do it, I'm like, I could make this money work something else. Dang. You're telling me that, like, these big purchases, these big – I'm going to throw out the air quotes for those not watching. The Instagram purchase don't fulfill you and, like, give you all the satisfaction that you thought it would? Uh, No, not at all. Because you realize – so I realize the vacations don't don't help because <laughs> you follow yourself everywhere around, everywhere around the world. So I can be miserable in Dallas or miserable in Greece. The, uh -huh. Greece doesn't even make me happy. It's what's in here that makes me happy and mm. what I'm doing every day that makes me happy. Yeah. So if I'm something's wrong with me, I don't need to be like, oh, a vacation will fix it. No, a vacation just like, in my opinion, highlights it. And yeah, then you're yeah. more of like, dang, I'm all the way in this beautiful place and I'm still like, mm, yeah, doesn't do it for me. So my rule is I want like a four-day vacation anywhere in the world. I just can't do long vacations. Yeah, yeah, that realization is the most the biggest bummer ever, but it's also the most freeing thing ever yeah. to well, realize. Then you can work on yourself and yeah. realize how to be happy and who yeah. who makes you happy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when when you were working for your dad and you uh, walk us through like the 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 mindset that you had and <clears throat> and like you know what like forget it I'm going to try it like what was that decision in your mind like to actually like go in and and, and go for it like um, obviously you're like. 
okay, I got to go walk and knock, knock on doors at galleries, but like really to say, look, no, I'm going to go all in on it. Yeah. Uh, so I started doing this thing where I just decided, uh, it's very much like the, if you build it, they will come dream of field or fill the dreams. Fill the dreams. Yeah. Uh, Kevin if I paint it, they will come. So I started painting like I had a big show coming up, like, you know, just every single day painting, painting, painting. And I probably bought, popped out like 200 paintings in about a year. And then, and this is where I believe God and energy and thinking towards things really does help and work because out of nowhere, I had a big show that was coming up and I had a, all this art, but also sometimes I'll, you know, I'll be talking to a guy in New York and I'll just say, cause I know that they're going to buy it. I'll be like, Oh, I'll be in New York delivering a piece in about a month or two anyways. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Buys it. And I'm like, yeah. told you I'd be in New York in about a month or two <laughs> delivering a piece. <laughs> um, it's going to be a sumptive sale. Yeah. yeah. yeah but Assume the sale. Yep. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that. Mm. But going back to my dad, my dad would wake me up every morning when I was, you know, living at the house, but not in high school and not in college because I didn't go to college. Mm -hmm. um, and in a nice way, it, with a with a energy drink or a little coffee thing he'd make me. All right, mate. Good morning. And I'd be like, yes. And he'd always have coffee breath because he's up since like six, five, six a.m. And uh, he go, all right, mate. Good morning. Go make some money and put the coffee down and walk out the door every morning. So now every morning I wake up and I'm like, go make some money. <laughs> you got to say it in his accent in your head, though. Go make some money, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as your parents, it's one thing to encourage and cultivate this, this skill whenever you're a kid and you're 12 and there's really no harm. Mm -hmm. But again, we're talking about the protection thing and safety. And it's another to allow you to pursue, not allow you, but, but encourage you in that pursuit. Whenever you're yeah. trying to support yourself, was there any reservations at all from your parents whenever you started to try to make this no, you know, career? No, my parents were the biggest cheerleaders, and actually, that's how I met both of the ladies, Jan and Veronica, was because my parents were talking. They were on the board for they were on the board for both different things. Mm -hmm. And what can we have for this year's charity auction? It was Best Buddies was like the big break. Mm -hmm. um, it's for intellectually challenged adults and gives them like a an amazing uh, job program and a buddy program. That, that's friends. like my possibilities, right? Isn't it? Best buddies is, yeah, is that through my possibilities? No, it's its own thing, but it's, okay. I think it's very okay. similar. Okay. Uh, it could, I don't think it is it's by uh, Anthony Shriver, not Anthony Shriver, whatever. Anyway, um, yeah. Anyways. So that was, we need an auction piece. And my mom said, or she showed her a, p a painting I did. Said, oh my God, would he do one? She goes, he'll do 10. And <laughs> they came home and went, I just changed your life. I was like, what? She goes, well, I just got you 10 commissions. You're going to have to do them all for free, but it's going to kickstart. And I was like, okay. So I spent like six months painting for free. And then all of that led to like, hey, I got a painting, but I have another wall. Can you come talk? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and then same thing with my dad. But the biggest thing is, um, you know, he was always just like, okay, yeah, go start. Yeah. Well, what do I do? I had a window cleaning business once. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, what, what do you mean go start? He's like, Make a website for 10 minutes on and one of these Wix or something like that. Get a phone number and just start. Wow, it really is that easy. You don't have mm -hmm. to pre-think it and have a 10-year business plan. And I ended up making enough money to, like, go out with my friends for the season. Yeah. And then I realized I don't want to wash windows. Because two people, actually, two douchebags came up and said something to me. Hey, bro, missed a spot. And they were, like, my age. And I remember thinking, like, dang, in a different life. I would have been that guy. Yeah. Not 
to say like I would have been the guy I'd be like, yeah, good job, you just dissed him. But more of like I would have been the corporate guy going to lunch on his break, right, and I had yeah. that chip on my shoulder. Yeah. But I'm freaking washing windows, and I didn't go to college. Dang, maybe maybe everybody was right. Yeah. You know, so that chip still is what I wake up to, and like I have to do this because I'm not gonna go get a job. What yeah. What about the negative talk during this when you're just getting started? Was that a thing at all for you? I don't think it stops when it's just yeah. getting started. I'm still like, they call it imposter syndrome mm -hmm. or something. But to me, imposter syndrome tells everybody that I said that to that I think I've made it. Yeah. I still, I'm like, I'm trying, I have, I'm going to own commercial property and be like art. I want to be that guy that people go, how the heck did he make so much money? Yeah. Well, he made some money in art and then parlayed that into everything else. Yeah. And then, so I can have paint on my hands for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes. And never have to be like, sorry, sir, let me go get that off in the bathroom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. That was fun. No, I mean, because I imagine, you know, because did you, you never finished high school, or did you? I, I kind of did. I went okay. to like a homeschooling thing to get my, G, my, my diploma, my college grad diploma, or my college prep diploma. Yeah. I wanted to get my GED, and my parents wouldn't let me, because they're like, no, we paid 13 years for you to get a college prep education. This is the place you can get it. Yeah. yeah. I have, nobody's once asked to see my credentials. No. Like, hold my on, education. hold on. Before before I pay you for the painting, let me see your. Was it GED <laughs> or college prep? Yeah, what was your GPA, <laughs> sir? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but I do got to imagine there's some there's some points in there. You know, the negative talk where you're thinking, man, I really screwed this up. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, that happens every day with, when I'm painting. Yeah. Of you know, there's. I I know it's and he knows it's a good painting. And I have a, like a mini panic attack halfway through. I'm like, oh man, I should paint over it. And a lot of times I do paint over it. But um, I think being the hardest person in yourself takes it away from other people. Yeah. Like uh, there was something, some comedian, they're like, anything you you can say bad about me, I've already said six inches from the wind from the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, hundred percent. Go for it. So yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. No chance anybody said anything as mean to me. That I say to my, oh, I my said myself. Yeah, no yeah. Chance. Sure. and that's how you keep accountable. And I feel yeah. like that is something that has shifted in our culture is men being men, mm -hmm. and now it's like, well, how are you feeling? Mm. Do you want to sit down and talk about it? And there is a time and place for that, mm -hmm. but when you're coddled so much and yeah. everybody's like, well, you just hurt my feelings. I would be in acting class and there'd yeah. be grown men crying because the acting coach would chew them out. I'm like, have you ever had your face mask shaken in your face? You know, like, yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Taking the that's taking a bread the and butter plate, damn it! And whipping your helmet. Thirty-seven so your ears power. Are or Thirty-six power. Yeah, absolutely. For a dyslexic kid, yeah. I'm like, I don't know where the holes are. Wait, wait, yeah. is it the six side or the three oh, side? God. Yeah, not not to be meathead football guy, but yeah, I would love. I mean, every kid needs to play a team oh, sport I agree, for that man. reason. Because whether you have a talent or not. That, skin. For that yes. reason, yeah, getting yes. that thick skin. Show up late to practice, and I had to sit in the middle of the field where everybody ran around me. <laughs> I never was late again. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Like there's skills, man. Look, that was bad. Kids <laughs> learn. Kids learn from real consequences, and we've removed consequences from kids' actions. Yeah, hundred percent. And so, it, to actually like make them feel a little bit of pain is is a good thing, and they respond to it, and they want it. They crave like kids boundaries. Yeah, they crave boundaries, and they crave like discipline and direction, mm -hmm. and like. <laughs> Sounds like totally like a disciplinarian. Like, oh, my kids crave getting spanked. <laughs> so I'm going to spank them. Is that what I'm no, saying? That's what it's gotten away. Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> what I'm saying is I'm saying that like those kinds of things are great for kids. And we're, we're so soft with kids now. And it, like even coach flag football. And, and I'm lucky enough that I'm in a community that still kind of encourages more of the old school mentality. And like, hey, look, I, 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 one kid during the middle practice, like talk back to his mom. Really disrespectful. I ran his 
ass <laughs> for 30 minutes because oh. he talked to his mom. And like the other parents came up, were like, hey, if my kid ever says anything or if, if he talks to me at home and can you run him here? And yeah. I'm like, I will, but you should probably also discipline at home. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not going to be the only no, disciplinarian. Yeah. I will, but like, but it's exactly right. Like football is, is a sport and, and other sports too, right? Even in our business, like if there's something, I, I always ask either clients or I ask, uh, I'll ask like vendors that we work with, like, hey, please just be honest with me. Trust me. I can take criticism. Like when a 275 pound African-American man is telling me that I should go kill myself because I'm, I'm, I'm stealing oxygen from everybody else on the planet. Like, I'm pretty sure I can get some some criticism on my financial analysis because one of the formulas is wrong. Just be just be honest yeah. with me. Yeah. Like, coach me. Like, help me out so that I can be better. Yeah, and I do get we weird looks in my day job when yeah. I tell people, "Coach me up." Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not I'm not afraid of a little feedback. Yeah. T- tell me, and they're kind of like weirded out. But yeah. that's exactly right because that's been ingrained in us. How is he supposed to get better? Right. Yes. Right. Yes. You know? Exactly. So uh, walk us through, uh, like, I'm blown away at the creative aspect of this because, like, what you are able to put on canvas, you know, or paper, whatever, you know. Or a wall. Or a wall. (laughs) Like, it blows my mind because how do you get, like, through and see things? Like you said, just the layers, right? Like, Mm. I'm so linear. It's like, okay, that, that, that. Like, if you're like, all right, go create a piece of art, I'm like, Okay, there's some mountains, there's a lake, <laughs> there's the sun setting with the sun rays coming yeah, off. Yeah. Like, that's me, right? Like, I just can't think through that kind of depth. Like, how have you – is that something you cultivate? Do you feel like some people are just born thinking differently? What is it that – what what is it in your giftings that you feel like that's contributed to? So, um, two things. One, what we already talked about, just start. Mm-hmm. Of a lot of times, like these Ferrari commissions I have right now, I don't know where to start. I've had one from this one guy, and he actually DM'd me TikTok on that painting. Uh, and I was like, "Sorry, no pressure." I'm just stuck on it creatively. I painted over it twice already. Yeah. Starting, just put something on it, and then you have something to grasp onto, and then you can start. You know, it's a roller coaster of a, of of a life when I'm painting commissions or even my own things, because um, I paint something I hate it, and there's no erasing it in real life. On the yeah. computer, you can Command right, Z yeah. or something, but. Um, the other thing though, and I think the biggest thing for me in my life, as I'm sure you can tell with my eyes darting around Mm. is, uh, I'm very, I was diagnosed with ADD and Mm. ADHD and dyslexia and dysgraphia and ABCD and one, two, three, four, (laughs) everything. Yeah. Oh my God. I went to Cook's Children as a child and they were like, um, so, (laughs) and it's going to be a challenge for you. It actually, so funny enough. I, my parents chose to not medicate me because my mom was told by everybody, and so was my dad, to um, you know put me on Ritalin or any some other drug. And they're like, absolutely not. I'm not going to numb my child out just because yeah. you don't like him talking in class. Yeah. And that's so – I don't know if I would have made that same decision if I was their age. Mm-hmm. Now that we know everything and, you know, the Internet has shown us other ways mm-hmm. – Back in the 90s, or that was in the 90s. That's tough. Is like to be like, no, and not be one of the granola nuts. Yeah. Because back then you were either like a granola nut or like, I like football. Yeah. There's no like, well, I kind of see the difference. (laughs) 100%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, But that, I think, has allowed me to be completely ADD, Mm -hmm. I suppose, of that's where, you know, my mind when when I'm painting is 10,000 different things. That's why I work on like six or seven paintings at once mm. because 
I just can't. I've realized and I've learned about my mind and myself mm-hmm. so much so that um, I've, you know, my mom has helped me a lot of being like, this is how your brain works. Mm-hmm. Notice that and just work from that going out instead mm-hmm. of saying, my brain doesn't work. I need to make it like everybody else's thing. How does yeah. your brain work and how can I best make that work for me? Yeah. In my life, it's just being really busy all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. And when I'm not busy, I start hearing like, you know, the AC click on yeah. or like, you know, something in the walls, the water dripping or something. Mm-hmm. It just kind of becomes heightened. And if I'm staying really busy, I'm happy. So you're Superman. No. Pretty much what you're saying. No. <laughs> just, just a superhero. I can hear and see yeah. everything. No. Okay. So, so let's just say you're on, you're working on a project. So what you're saying is like, okay, if my mind, if I'm on this and my mind goes on to something else, mm-hmm. embrace it and go work on that. Or like, yeah. okay, while I've got it, capture it, go use it. Because again, that's totally contrary. It's like, no, 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 lock in, focus. You know, you, you do your your thirty minutes of, of focus on this one thing, and then you take a break, and then you go back to it. Right. Like the whole, you know, typical like productivity deal. So you're saying it's like, all right. Well, it's even like in the grocery store of like. So I love to cook. Cooking is like my thing. Mm. It's my hobby, I suppose. Mm. Um, when I was uh, I was painting a guy's Fred Arms. I'm a star, whatever the guy with like the he's like the got the cane and he's kicking sideways. Oh yeah, tipping his top hat. Mm-hmm. Um, I was painting that in a painting I was doing, mm-hmm. and I was picking up a can of uh, the it's the black label the ranch beans, you know? Yeah, uh huh. Black, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And um, I picked it up and I thought that looks like a top hat. Oh, I'm painting a top hat. So I take the ranch style beans and I paint it as his top hat in the painting. So it's like constantly <laughs> thinking about everything all day. And just knowing, like, and while I'm there, I'm also getting toilet paper for my event space. I have, like, a side hustle business in Grapevine. Oh. Um, and uh, it's just, like, I don't know, it's just a lot. And I love it. So you just get inspired by daily, average, everyday things sometimes. Yes. And also um, procrastination is a tool. Yeah. Huh. I think that there's, like, perfect example. This piece I'm delivering, the Ferrari and Kiss painting tonight. Um I did that in a week because I procrastinated on it from, I got the commission during the freeze and I've only started <laughs> the week before. I'm like, okay, now I'll do it. Yeah. Because I know once I, there is no out. You yeah. have to just you need get that, it that done. Pressure, yeah. That's where I'm like, okay, yeah. now I'll just bust it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have all the time in the world. I'm like, mm, you want to go skiing? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I love about your, and we keep talking, I keep going back to parenting and, and your parents and mm-hmm. it, it was a mixture of a wisdom of, guardrails but not claustrophobia yeah and they also like, we're made gonna, sure i was never not doing anything i wasn't yeah. sitting at home doing nothing i was fine not having a job and not being in college mm-hmm. as long as i was up to something yeah yeah or had a plan i was working towards so right. that's what and they're both raw entrepreneurs that have yeah. figured it out along the way so i grew up like family dinner table talks for me was like I'd hear my dad's net and gross and material costs with labor costs. And like, <laughs> so I understood how to like price a roof at 12. Yeah. Cause yeah. I was, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And on the other hand, my other friend was like, Oh, we're not allowed to talk about money at the house. Right. I'm like, huh? <laughs> See, so that, so that's a great point. I mean, just exposing your kids, like you said, they, they gave you the opportunity with, with instruments, with a space to like, mm-hmm. let your mind go do what you walls to do what you want to do. But then also like, we don't give kids credit. Like, We've had some people on some of their thing is like, I bring my kids to business meetings, like, and they'll sit in and listen to business meetings yeah. because the things that they can learn and grasp and, and, and 
how much further ahead are they going to be when other kids are just focused on college and getting through classes and surviving? Oh, and then I'm going to figure out what I want to do. Yeah. Like they've, if you, if you give your kids the chance to experience some things, maybe they won't be out searching for what they want to do right. when they're 30, 35 or changing careers at 50. Yeah. They, they had no idea. They just picked something. Well, I think so many parents come from a place of, and I understand it, of fear that their mm-hmm. kid is going to be looked at as a failure. Mm-hmm. So they revert back to what they know. You have to go to college. You have to do yep. this. And they're teaching, not all of them, but you know, a lot of the byproduct of that is you teach your kid to get an A, mm-hmm. and then he gets out of that last A in college when he's 22, mm-hmm. and he has to go look at the world and like, nobody cares if you're good at tests. Can you talk? And can you be fun to be around? Mm-hmm. And that is where I think it shines of... I was exactly that. I was in, uh, you know, like he's also residential. So we'd be in the kitchen of some couple and I would watch him just do this thing where he'd like slide the contract across the table and just not talk. And they would always sign the contract. So it's yeah. like little <laughs> things you pick up, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yep. So 100%. Yeah. Silence is powerful. Like, Absolutely. It's the most awkward. People will do something that they're not prepared to do just to avoid the silence. <laughs> so that's so true. There's been yeah. sometimes where people just say weird things. I'm like, yeah. what? And they, they're in their head and they're like, oh, sorry. I'm, yeah. uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> just because I stopped talking. So what's your style? What what do you, how do you describe yeah. your style? What What's oh. the technical artistic term for that? Because you you're not, you didn't go to school for art. You're, no. You went to the school of hard knocks and you just experience taught you yeah but is there like a is there like a style is there a name for the style that you are no i don't know i'm, I'm sure there is yeah but I would abstract say i guess maybe yeah. so in my definition contemporary artist means i do everything so i can like yeah i can build a sculpture out of used paintbrush materials and call it a sculpture but because i'm not a abstract artist i'm not a a landscape artist mm-hmm. i'm just i make creative things that could be out of your old truck tires or that could be out of paint, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. whatever it is, I can make art out of it. So yeah. That's yeah, how I not, view myself. It doesn't seem like you're confined to boxes. You, you're the kid that I'm ripping that thing up, man. I'm thinking way outside this box. Yeah. There's no box thinking for you. It's funny. I actually, I need to get on this. I have an idea for a painting where I want to have like, imagine a tiny box and some guy being shoved in it almost kind of like if you were to fall in like a little bit of a bigger toilet. Yeah, <laughs> like kind yeah. of you know limbs yeah. out. Uh huh. Um, but but then I want like a bunch of little little stick figures trying to shove this guy in with poles. Uh huh. And it's like all these little people are trying to shove you in a box. Mm. Who cares? You can just get up. You know. <laughs> um, and that's, that's where I realized there's this thing in the world where everybody thinks there's these rules. Yeah. <laughs> there's not. There's no rules. There's yeah. not. As long as you're not breaking the law, you could do whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. There's a lot of freedom when you realize that nobody really gives a damn what you do or who so you that's are. That's the thing. And they're not thinking about <laughs> you. They're not oh, thinking they about you. They don't care. No, they yeah. don't. Yeah. They, like they you're do letting them not thinking that they care when they really don't stop you from doing what really truly could make you happy. Yeah. yeah. You're living your life for them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What are you? Why? What are you doing? Why? What do you say to the person listening to this who they're, in, <laughs> it's like we're talking about, they're in the corporate job, they're sitting in their cubicle, they have this dream or this passion outside of the work, but they think they need to stay there. What's your encouragement to that person who's who's sitting here thinking, um, I, I want to do it, but I just can't? Yeah, so I've had I've been asked that a lot, and I used to be like, just jump, just go for it. But realization, I have friends like that, and like with kids, mm-hmm. I as a good friend, I'd be like, do not quit your job right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just start reusing your free time. Yeah, people, so many people are like, but I work all day. I'm like, okay, 
you can make a website in about a night or two. And every night you get home, instead of like turning on ESPN or Xbox or whatever you're doing, time and place, go for yeah. it. But also like go for it when you feel like you've earned it. Yeah. When you're sitting in your brand new man cave because the side hustle you just did let you build an extension on. Yeah. Like stuff like that. You know who that sounds like? Who does that run you run you of that that phrase that he just said? Or that that A- Andy. Well, yeah, but yeah. I'm thinking of Josh Smith. Oh yeah. Do you know anything about have you heard of Montana oh. Knife Company? Have you heard of them? Uh it rings a bell. Yeah. So this guy for made knives his whole life, but yeah, like up until twenty like, plus years. Like. But up until like three years ago, he never really made it a profession. It was more of just like well, a hobby. No, no, side no. Thing. He did he did for like fifteen years, but he was doing like one at a time. Right. Like very, very custom. Like in your garage yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And then right. and then like oh eight hit and it was like nobody was spending ten grand on a custom blade. Mm-hmm. And so then he went to work for the energy company. Yeah. And so anyway, a couple of years ago he started his own knife company, Montana Knife Company. But he said that exact thing, which is yeah, maybe you do have a job all day long, but you've got you've got nights and mornings, yeah. you've got weekends, you've got time mm-hmm. if it's something you really want to do. Yeah. And and he's a super successful knife maker, which again, it's like there's no rules to life. Which you I'm, can I'm make almost, knives for a living. I'm almost done with his collection, by the way. My wife, <laughs> I need to, my I need wife to look into this. this dude. I love he's knives. awesome. Hey, no, they're he's awesome. Badass. Okay. Yeah, I need to. I'm not a hunter outdoorsman at all, and I want one because it's to the like, point where so he cool. has he has launched like when when they when he releases a blade. They're sold out in six minutes. No way. And then, like, okay. he then, like, there's been two launches where it's like, hey, we're always going to have these two knives in stock. Like, always. We're ordering enough. Like, tens of thousands of them. Like, because they make everything domestic. They do it all. They do it all right. They, they sharpen them by hand. They do it. I mean, he's a, he's one of the master bladesmiths. There's only, like, ten of them or something like that. Yeah, I need this guy's contact. Yeah. And, that sounds and so, cool. like, always going to be in stock. We always want you to be able to. Sorry, we sold out in like three days. Like crazy, crazy, See, crazy. I love that though. And yeah, that, it's is, that awesome. shows you like anything you want to do. Exactly. I have yeah. a guy, um, Odin Clack Leather. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just called Odin Leather on Instagram. Odin Clack. C O A R K Clark. Yeah. Something. Sorry, yeah. Odin. Um, same thing. I grew up with him, or not grew up, but I was serving at church with him, mm-hmm. and he was into what into like doing leather things. Mm-hmm. Then he started out of his garage. Then he got so many big orders that he has a now he has a full blown shop, showroom, workshop in the back with like five employees. Like the dude is busting it and making like an entire Louis Vuitton store worth of leather goods, all from his garage ten years ago. Dang. Mm. And then I think instant gratification is a big thing as well. Of yeah. like, yeah, no, doubt. I'm the worst at it, but yeah. I also have felt it so many times. Of that's why I love projects. If I can't, if extended. I can't do yeah. what they're doing right now, then I'm not good enough to do it. It's like, no, mm-hmm. like we had a buddy of mine, leather maker, kind of same deal. He literally was like in San Antonio living in like a metal barn, <laughs> like no insulation, li- living in a metal barn for, he was like, it was when the pandemic started. He's like, I literally for a year and a half, two years, I maybe saw someone once a month, maybe mm-hmm. I was just working. Like I was working 10 hours a day, just kind of fulfilling orders. And like, that's what it takes. Like, it's not sexy. It's not like, Hey, I haven't arrived, but it takes time. But guess what? When you are there, you're going to be the person that everybody looks at like, oh, he just <laughs> arrived. this much for one knife? Yeah. yeah. This much for one pain? Yeah. <laughs> no. That was 30 no, years of no, knives. No, no. It, it, ta- it takes some grind. Be willing to do that. Yeah. I want to ask you, when when you made the shift to painting professionally, right, and, and providing income, did it change your passion for painting? It's a great question. I've never had been asked that before. a great question. Really good question. So... With the whole working for my dad thing and like feathering the clutch on like 
you know, do I go stop mm. showing up to this job and start just painting in my garage all day? It's weird. Um, my dad, you know, started this company out of a fifty dollar check in nineteen ninety, and his idea and his dream was to pass it on to me. Uh, well, you, you screwed those dreams <laughs> up. So, uh, you know, I, we never had the, like the talk of like, oh, I don't want to do this. But, you know, you're on a construction site for long enough. You're like, now it is good money and it's great. But to me, I just wanted to paint. So for him, he was, he had the best reaction ever. He's like, go for it. You have the best fallback plan ever. Yeah. It's the worst that can happen. Yeah. Come work for me oh, again man, and awesome. I'll just become a salesman. And like, I, yeah. I would be doing pretty well if I was in the roofing industry. But, um, I wanted to paint and that's what he let me do and, uh, you know, supported me living with them for the whole time while I was, I lived with them for two years, not working for my dad while we're living at home, working, painting, painting. Mm. And it was really cool. Cause my mom actually has a sex trafficking ministry called Bochy's place. B O C H Y S. You talk. I mean, I support that industry. Really? Not, not as a customer. As a combatant. Sorry. Yeah. Good. Sorry. I got to clarify. I'm a huge supporter of that industry. No, but that was the coolest time in my life. Cause she was starting that. She was birthing that ministry and I was starting my art career and we were both like at home all day. Cause she was, she's had six restaurants. They've always been like, we've always been doing a lot. Yeah. And for her to be at home during the day, like something's up, something's brewing. She taught herself how to edit, how to shoot, how to do Bible studies, blah, blah, blah. And now we have a safe house in somewhere, I can't tell you all, um, with, I think, seven residents. And her plan is to have 70 residents in the next two years or something like that. I love it. And obviously here in DFW, the last few months, like it's been a huge... Dude, it's a hub. Dude, it's insane. It's insane. A girl that got... uh, Picked up at the Mavericks game. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. But, I mean, even, I mean, what we're, what we're seeing, especially, like, from the cyber sex trafficking side of it, it's just, it's yeah. it's devastating yeah. to see. I mean, and, yeah, yeah. But that uh, that whole that whole lifestyle of just, like, uh, learning how to mm-hmm. get it done sort of thing was mm-hmm. the biggest beneficiary to me because I could have the confidence to go try something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, once I started getting into it, and having to fulfill orders and stuff, yep. that's a super good question because there was a lot, lot of the time where I would have to like, man, I don't want to paint. And that's mm-hmm. where I think the side hustle is like, you think, do what you love. You'll yeah. never work a day in your life. Yeah. Like, you never will work a day in your life, but you're going to have to work some all-nighters. <laughs> then we talk about the nighttime, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, well, that's a great answer. That's great. Yeah. But it's but I love it, though. I, yeah. I wouldn't trade it for the world, yeah. but there is the grind still in having yeah. to work for yourself of yeah. like, dang, I got to get all this done. Yeah. yeah. And I have to try and balance. Like, I'm doing like five or six different murals right now mm-hmm. with five or six different commissions. Mm-hmm. Everybody's asking me. Thank God I have Colby in my life because he keeps everything on track. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for me, I'd be not responding to everybody. <laughs> you know, another thing that I think, at least when I hear stories like yours, that I forget about. The part I forget about is you have to be good. <laughs> you can't just like pursuing yeah. a passion. That's awesome. Like, mm-hmm. and you're probably going to get. Yeah. But there has to be a talent. There yeah. has to be an ability. There has to be something of value that you're bringing to. It can't just be all. Heart and no ability. So something I think is really important, especially in the tracing your dreams thing, is you know, setting yourself setting yourself apart from the rest of the group because I always looked at artists and you think about an artist and you kinda like the term starving artist, can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Like, darling, I'm not starving. Come to one of my barbecues. (laughs) (laughs) But um but the the term starving artist always stuck with me and I always thought, okay, what are they doing? 
they're going to the you know and it's no 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 shade because that's a great industry but yeah. like the deep Ellum arts festival where you have like the little tent down the middle of the main street and you're selling your art on like a chain link fence mm -hmm. you know you're buying like 200 500 pieces of art and i always saw that and thought no i'm starting from a really high price from the very beginning instead yeah. of trying to work my way up I'm just gonna like put my cards down and make yeah. you call my bluff yeah and it worked and one painting lets me live for a month instead of 10 paintings lets me live for a week yeah just think about it really? so so many artists are like they do pieces on paper yeah and i'm like beautiful but nobody wants to buy that and put it in their house. Yeah, nobody's gonna put it in a frame and put it by their bed. Go to Hobby Lobby. Yeah, big big canvas like yeah. eighty bucks. Yeah, and paint it, and then somebody would buy it for like five six grand. Yeah, instead of two hundred dollars. Yes, we can do two hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's like five Doordashes max. Right. <laughs> right. But that's true. So so do you doing it with that approach? Do you feel like it did allow some freedom to enjoy it a little bit more? Cause now I don't have a list of, all right, I got to paint a hundred paintings this month to, to accomplish what I want. Now I can just do six. Yeah. I have a rule one for them, one for me. So okay. I'll paint a commission and then I'll do something I like. Oh, I like, I uh, like that. Like a cool James Dean piece. Or okay. Like, uh, I just did a piece where I took all of my, if you've, if you see my studio, it's kind of always like a mess <laughs> yeah. Yeah. of like spray paint, spilt paint, paintbrushes, buckets, all that stuff. So I saw it the other day and I thought, I'm going to encapsulate that. So I put a big piece of like six foot by four foot piece of plywood mm. and epoxied all of it on it mm. and then helped, uh, stood it up and put it in a frame. You think a bunch of trash isn't cool until you see the piece, you're like, oh, I'd, I'd put that in my house. No so way. it's uh, little things like that of that's the time I get to have fun yeah, and then the time that pays me to actually continue to have fun. And I sell my pieces as well that I do. Yeah. But it's just nice. It's like a little salary. When yeah. you don't have a salary to know you have, okay, I have the second payment because I do half up front, half when I deliver. Ah. So you know, like, okay, I got this much money coming in when all yeah. these are done. Yeah. And by the time that happens, I have a whole nother on that wall that I'm like, okay, cool. So yeah, stuff like that. Talk just about your, you, you mentioned a little bit your creative process. I'm fascinated by how you start. Do you sit there and i mean sketch stuff out do you write anything out or you just you no, just go just shoot from the hip yeah. yeah you want a ferrari painting i put a ferrari picture up and start painting the ferrari and hate it and paint over it but at least i'm started yeah you know so, so if you you'll paint over you won't oh, like dude, most of my pieces i've paint i've painted over the pieces so huh. the paintings underneath the paintings so there's eight layers of paintings some of them <laughs> yeah. some of them are a few no yeah and i'll have pieces done for like five or six years and look at it one day and be like what was i thinking and paint over it. No, no way. way. Yeah, it's huh. just kind of part of it. Because yeah. I think what were you what you said about like when we first started, what are we going to be known for on this earth? Yeah, I look at it of what are what, what am I going to be known for on this earth in five hundred years? Because mm. most of the art, you know, some might fall through the cracks and end up in a garage sale. But that's a big reason for pricing as well. As I as I command respect yes. through pricing. Yeah, if I give you that piece of paper on the table and say. Give me five dollars for this. You're gonna go great, and in the garage show, you're gonna go, babe, put that in the garage show. Quarter. I go, give me twenty grand for this. The garage show comes, you do not throw that piece of yes. paper away. <laughs> yes. Put that in a frame. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's just the fact that I'm making you pay for it makes you respect it. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's interesting, and I, and I don't know why I think of it, but not only that, but also valuing your time. Right? How mm -hmm. often do we not value our time? So you're valuing your work, but you're valuing the time and effort and skill that you're putting into it, like. What if everybody valued their time in that way? How much more time would we utilize and not waste and let other people waste yeah. our time? I know in our business, like time literally is money because we're providing a service, not 
not an actual product per se. Um, but I've, I was told that very early on, I used to speak and stuff like that. And it's like, well, if you don't value it, no one else is, they're going to throw it in the trash, the garage sale. If you don't make them value the impact that you're bringing to them. Yeah. And if they don't, then they, then they don't, but th then they're not going to ask you to do it. Then you can go do something else. Yeah, what are you going to do to a guy who keeps showing up an hour late to every meeting? Mm -hmm. It's not going to work with him anymore. No, yeah. that's right. Like, I'm sorry, dude. You've done this to me twice. Yeah. Third time's a charm. Yeah. I can't. No. Right. No, but if you don't if you don't value your time, no one else is. Right. What speaking of time? What is a day in the life? Yeah. Of, like, what do you do? So every day. You know, I'm really into um, the, I guess, motivational self help podcast world. Mm -hmm. And so you I'll, subscribe to the One Shot Podcast. Of course. Saying. Okay. We're not a motivational podcast. That's true. <laughs> That's true. No, but I, you know, I think that there's there's something being harped right now of routine, 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 routine. Yeah. And I feel like if I had the same place to go to every day, I would be a monster at routine. Yeah. yeah. Every day is different and yeah. every night's different. So if I'm at, I, I sleep at the studio probably three or four nights a week. Huh. Um, but then I have, like, I have a bed there and an Airbnb in the back, mm -hmm. but my house is in Grapevine, about 45 minutes, 30 minutes away from my studio. So if I'm working really late and I work till 4 a.m., I'm not going to be like, well, my routine, I'm in the 4 a.m. club. I have to get up. Yeah. I also believe. Good sleep is a yep. really good way Huge. of productivity. No yeah. doubt. So a lot of times I just don't set my alarm. And I'll pop up at 9, I'll pop up at 6, mm. or at 10. Mm. Depends on what the night was before. Um, but it's it's the getting after it during the day of, yeah. like, you don't have a five-hour morning. Just get up, go get started. Yes. You know? Yeah. Mm. I want to take a quick break from this episode and thank our partner, Sleep Number. Guys, we talk about it week in, week out. The importance of sleep cannot be overstated the way it makes you feel, the way it makes you perform. And there is nobody out there in the game right now doing it better than Sleep Number. They're 360 smart beds, their technology, they're the Tesla of the sleep game. Um, that's the technical side on the personal side because, again, we talk about it all the time. I personally want to spend my money with people that I trust and that I know have good values, and that's Sleep Number. From top to bottom, from the CEO down to the warehouse worker, they are just top-notch people doing great things, uh, not only for the community, but for um, the sleep world in general. So get yourself to a Sleep Number store. They're all over the place. Uh, or sleepnumber.com. Go check out all their, uh, their products and, and things like that. Uh, and now back to the episode. Okay, so you mentioned ADD. Do you feel that your profession is also therapeutic for that and like the – how is what yeah. you do, how has that helped that? I think it helps in tremendously because uh -huh. there's so much, you know, with the ADD mind. And I've, I've started to look into this a lot of um, what it is that makes you ADD and what, you know, the fact that you can think, not can, but you you are thinking about a bunch of different things at once. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking about later tonight what I'm going to have for dinner and, you know, all of this stuff. Through all of that, I feel like it makes you be able to handle five different mural projects and five different things, uh, commissions at once. Mm -hmm. It creates a, um interesting, like, flow of mindset, I suppose. Mm -hmm. You know? And it's frustrating. It's a lot. I forget a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. But um, some. But I feel like the, the good outweighs the bad on that. Yeah. No, um, that's great. That's yeah. great. I love. It. So, what does and you mentioned a little bit earlier? You're like, all right, I want to use art to like leverage yeah. and to do some other things. But what is what is the next and five yeah. to ten years like? 
right now. And I know, I know you're very much like in the moment, just start, like do this, but like, what is, what is the, what does the future look like? So I think a lot of people, it's funny. There's a, <laughs> for the people who are watching the video version of this, there is a, a, a response I get all the time. Mm. And it's gotten to the point now where I just tell girls I'm in construction. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's easy. <laughs> in my, uh, yeah, they go, so what do you do? And I go, oh, I'm an artist. Like, Oh, like a rapper. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> nope, no, I'm not a rapper. <laughs> uh, and I go, no, I'm a contemporary artist. I paint paintings. And then they always give me this face. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, so what on. do you do? Uh, I paint, I paint paintings. And at this point, I'm like, I'm not trying to sell myself to you. Yeah. Yeah. I just say, oh, yeah. I paint, and then change the subject. That doesn't get you excited. Well, yeah, we don't have yeah. anything in common. And it's not <laughs> even that. It's just more of like, I, there becomes this thing of like, what do you do? Really means how much money do you make and how can I connect? Yeah. How can I get connected? How to easy is the introduction my parents going to be? Yeah. That. And it's like, okay. And it's not even to the girl thing. It's also like professional guys and like dude, I'm dudes. I'm meeting. They think cause you sell art, you must not make that much money. And not even that I make a lot of money. It's yeah. just the, the image I have in my head is a lot different than what everybody sees me as when they yeah. hear I'm an artist. Yes. I'm going to own a lot of commercial property <laughs> I'm, I've seen, I've seen the effect of investing wisely and having things like having to, having to say no to the Mustang so I could build out an event space that runs itself. Mm-hmm. That has made me 10 X what the Mustang would have ever done for my cool points. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, the little hustles, like I'm trading a painting right now for a commercial kitchen and I'm going to sell it all and make like five X what I would on if I just sold the painting. Huh. Um, I bought a Land Rover in London, like an old school 1960 yeah. Land Rover for a really good price. And I shipped it over and I'm going to flip it. Like yeah. things like this, I'm doing it with little things now and I have an Airbnb, um, but residual money. Yeah. And just so I can have the piece of like, you know, it's crazy. Everybody talks about like, I want to give my kids a better child than I, than I had. I'm like, I'm just trying to meet where I was at yeah, and then better, obviously. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like, that's a big pair of shoes to fill. Yeah. I had a great childhood. Yeah. So to, you know, real, I realized when I was like 16 at dinner one day, I was like, oh my God, my dad has to pay for all four of us. <laughs> <laughs> Every yeah. time we go out, yeah. start ordering something different. My little sister. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah. So to, to start preparing for that, I'm thinking I don't want to have to rely on selling a painting. Multiple streams of income is like amazing because yeah. you remember, like, oh, shit, we have this much money in oh, this yeah. account. Oh, wait, that's right. right. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. um, that times five, I just peace of mind and a truly enjoyable life where I can just make food and barbecue for all my friends and family. Yeah. 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 Love that. But I'm going to peak that. at like 75. I'm not even done yet. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Well, that's the cool yeah. thing about your profession is you, there's no retiring. I mean, you can go as long as you want. No, dude, I'm going to be like Picasso painting in my underwear. Yeah, <laughs> like 75. Just a little weird, but like putting out some killer pieces. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Always a little weird. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. So in our in our industry, it's it's not nine to five, but there's there's work hours. Mm-hmm. There's home hours. Seems like for you, it just all bleeds together. Like you just, you're just living. Yeah, and I'm also doing this. So I've always written. I've always wanted a family, and like I'm very much looking forward to that part of my life. And it went from for so long. I was like, God, give me a family, and then I realized, oh, I'm preparing for a family. I got to take this time and just yeah. like ten exit. Yeah, because yeah. what I can yes. do now, I know there's gonna be a time where I'm like, I can't work till four in the morning. I got to go home and be with the family. Yeah, I gotta do it yeah. Now. We got practice tomorrow yeah. afternoon. Like so, I, that, I'm gonna be at. Yeah. So if I can hustle now to where all this is just trickling while I'm at practice in the next five, ten years, whatever. Golden. It'd be great, but 
love yeah. it. Yeah, oh, I'm just man. terrified of being a failure, honestly. Man. <laughs> That's what, my friend's parents proving me right. That's what it, or proving me wrong. I had one girl who was like, Michael, why don't you just go back to college? You're going to be a loser. And I was like, um. Say, <laughs> say that one more time just, just so I can. Okay, cool. Watch. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, watch me. Hold my yeah. beer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is that what motivates you? Is, is oh, dude. Negativity from others. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I know I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, yeah. but it is what no, it is. Yeah. Because you could you could succumb to it, or you you can be challenged by it. You got a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm the person. If you you can't do that, I'm like, oh, watch me. Watch. Yeah. Yes. yeah. No, I love yeah. it. That's one of been my one of one of my biggest learning lessons. Of this podcast is there. Uh, we said we said it a bunch. There are no rules. I used to think there's a certain way to do things. There's a secret to getting somewhere. Man, it's it's anything. It's anything the right way until someone figures out figures out a better way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go, oh wait, that's the right way. We make yeah. a course yeah. on that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So then you can say to everybody else, no, that's the wrong way. Somebody else will make the right yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. What's the what's the coolest part of your job or your lifestyle? The people I get to meet. Yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, my clients are so cool. Yeah. And honestly, there's a thing called the. Uh, the ideal client that my dad's taught me about of like kind of similar, like if the guy's late an hour for three times, he's not your ideal client. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your ideal client is somebody who's, I love Texas money mm-hmm. much better than New York money right. of like, <laughs> you know, New York is like, put it in the parlor and they don't look at me. Texas money is like the dudes in like hog cut, hog blood covered boots. Yes. Like what's up, Michael? <laughs> yeah. So I'm wanting three paintings here. I want a mural there. Let me cut you a check. Yeah. They don't care. Yes. And those are the people I drive with of like, yeah. let's cook a steak, crack yeah. a bottle open yeah. and just like be buddies. And then I can create art more accurately for you. Cause I know yeah. who you are. Cause I know you. Yeah. yeah I'm like yeah. buddies now it's instead of like this stern, like scary, yeah. I'm freaking out if I'm going to do it right or not. Yeah. That that is my coolest part of my job is just getting to meet the people I meet. Yeah, love it. Yeah. So you so that's your process. You you want to meet the people that you're about to work for. You yeah. want to hang out with them for a little bit. Yeah, I've had a few people try and like manage me, or um, and there are certain people that I will work with on different projects, like commercial projects and stuff. But um, for the most part, the day to day management stuff, I'm like, wait, y'all are gaining the relationship. Yeah. I want to be texting. Yeah. So I'm not that busy. Yeah. I can text my own clients. Yeah. And, Banter, I call them every now and again. I send them gifts just because, like, I send them little boxes sometimes of, like, here's some of my favorite sea salt. This is a great dry rub I did on a pork the other day that I just, like, made all the ingredients. And then I did one thing where I made my own butter and put it in and put it in a little ice pack, sent it off to all my favorite clients. Dude, you should start, like, a YouTube cooking channel. Nah, I, we were talking about that <laughs> like the art other and day. cooking somehow yeah. combine the two. That'd be sweet. I, that's a great idea. I just and this might have to do with him yeah. later on in the day. In the, yeah, sna- shout out Snacks Media. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah um, I just think we need to make I a need TV a media show guy just yeah. about your life. Right? Yeah, like just follow you the day in the life. Like, that would be great. Yeah, that's will be need. great. I would. Hey, I'd, YouTube man, you can I'd do anything it. you want now. Yeah, you don't need a network. Hundred percent. Yeah, I just find an editor. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, there you go. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I, I'm inspired. I know. I don't know. If I, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but I am inspired. Yeah. And it again. I, this just was, start, bro. Go to Hobby Lobby, yeah. buy a canvas, and just throw some paint. See, he actually yeah. does date paint. nights yeah. for y'all. That's right. Yeah. Seriously, but put some. You ever seen the show Dexter? Oh yeah. Where they make like a plastic murder room. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Home Depot, ten bucks and some tape. Uh-huh. Make a murder room. <laughs> but don't, <laughs> we don't make, murder a, make a painting room. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Well, my my next house will have a. a, a detached like home gym but then i've always dreamed of having like a one little room as part of that 
It's just a paint room. Do you imagine for your kids, Art too, room. to have yes. a room that they can just, like, yes. nothing in here is going to get messed right. up. Just yes. go. Close your eyes and throw. Yeah, just that's explore. My, that's my wife's car for my son. Just <laughs> colors on everything. So it's cool. It's good. That's, it's a movable room. Uh, <laughs> now, the car would be like, son, don't. Oh, don't yeah. you dare touch Not it. Not there. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, if I drove yeah. that car, yeah. Well, I don't know, Tyler, if you had anything else. No, nah, man. Dude, this has awesome. been incredible. Again, yeah. uh, handle on Instagram. At Michael Shellis. So Michael, okay. M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Shellis, S-H-E-L-L. That's the best way I to S. get in touch with you yes. through, yeah, through Instagram? Yeah, just through okay. DMs. That's, cool. that's the best way. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if people listen to this, they want to do, they want to, you know, commission you for a painting. That's the best way. Yep. Okay. I, I, I'll set up a phone call. We do, like, a little consultation so I can understand who you are, unless mm. you want to invite me for a steak and some whiskey. Yeah. Okay, fine. That, that works, too? too? <laughs> okay, fine. Oh, twist my arm. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, thank you all for having me no, on. man, dude, so this, is, this is awesome, man. Yeah. I, I learned a lot, and it's crazy. Like, I can relate to so many things that you're talking about. I just wish I had not played football. And... <laughs> you know what I wanted to do, honestly? Like, my dream job was, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, I wanted to be a snowboard park designer. Snowboard That's a park great designer. Yeah. Do that. Just do it. Just jump. See, so Mike, don't quit your day job, dude. Don't just do your free time. Remember what we Side hustle. Design all the snowboard parks in Texas. <laughs> Texas is only snowboard park designer. But it's VR. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. be honest. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, someone has to design them. That's Makes true. sense. Like the X no, game true. stuff. Yeah. And I mean, somebody does. Yeah. I mean, there's just some intricacies. I mean, they've gotten really complex over the years. Yeah. But that would be a dream. That's, do that. That's great. Oh, come on snowboarding yeah all right but hey appreciate you coming on yeah, man yeah. again just start y'all like just start if there's something that you believe in start it again doesn't have to take over your life but just start it and you will figure it out yeah love that man. michael appreciate, appreciate you man. man thank you